Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. We do wish you a Merry Christmas. We also wish you uh, safety from White Death 2022. That will be coming in uh, supposedly this afternoon. Actually, I think it's supposed to be, what, an inch inch of snow? Hey, do you think the weather people, do you think they get paid overtime? Or is it a salaried position? Do you think they get paid I'll, overtime? I'm hoping it's a salaried position. No, you'd be crazy not to. to yeah. I mean, so as far as they're working for you, you definitely want to have them on salary because uh, – I would have them on like a performance contract. <laughs> hey, man, if, if you're wrong uh, more than 50% of the go. time, we dock your pay. And, you know, that would be the worst contract <laughs> ever signed on by a meteorologist. That's probably – that would be a, a class down at uh, Mississippi State there for the um, meteorology department to, uh, hey, do not do not agree to performance-based contracts. For a media or meteorologist, that's a tough word. That is a tough that's word. A uh, but no, we, we just wanted to do wish you a merry Christmas. Of course, this is our last show of 2022. Uh, we will be taking next week off, and we'll have more about that toward the end of the show. Just reminding you of what the format will look like uh, coming in in 2023, starting on uh, January 6th. So, uh, going to have a couple weeks off. Really looking forward to that, uh, and I know that everybody else is too. Again, you have two shopping days left till Christmas, fellas, and it's about to get to negative 15 degrees. So, if you're still scrambling around tonight, tomorrow. God bless you, because it's uh it's going to be cold. I don't I don't know about you, Derek. I, I I guess I'm doing it maybe a little bit wrong, but Heather and I do. We don't do a ton of Christmas gifts because we really. I mean, again, we talked about it on our Tuesday show. You know, glad to be blessed, but I feel like most people in Hernando have the capabilities, or if they think of something throughout the year, um, they just kind of go ahead and get it. Well, we we usually do something for the house, right? Like, hey, there's something okay. What's a need we have? If it's you know decent need, then we'll just save up. Did y'all painted your house? We painted the house. Uh, That was something we did. But like for uh, you know, we we bought like a mixer, like a real KitchenAid mixer one time. That was our gift to each other. Yeah, stuff like that. So if there's something that we would like, we just buy it and call it a Christmas present. We we save it to the end of the year and 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 we wrap it up and do all that kind of stuff. But it's something that we can use or that we need for the house, not necessarily just yeah. Like you said, if I need a pair of shoes, we'll go get a pair of shoes. Not to mention decent things like you you can get on Amazon and, and pay what used to maybe cost you hundreds or thousands of dollars for something I, like for instance I, I'm, I'm getting a flashlight i, I, I order it for myself i'm getting a flashlight yeah. i got it because i saw it on instagram and it looked really good and, and looked really cool if it works great if it doesn't work it's 30 bucks is that one of those like <laughs> two foot flashlights you can like kill people with it, it's, it's so not long? that big but it, it's one of those things where um i think i saw on the video on instagram where the guy was like directing planes from this like this guy <laughs> this thing's supposed to be awesome and occasionally we have a cat that gets out so uh, <laughs> i have to go into the woods uh, without a flashlight and so uh this is going to be yeah that cat doesn't know what's going to hit it when, well, you, when we're just talking about you know nice things right now. I think that you know we were kind of researching uh, as the group. The crew was kind of researching uh, when we were wrapping presents. Fifty inch TV, four K, yeah. under three hundred dollars. So was two hundred ninety dollars. Yeah, I was going. Which which again was well, it was pushing a thousand. You know, a while back. I, I, mean, I, mean, I remember buying like a like a twenty two inch or twenty four inch TV and spending like four or five hundred dollars for it when it was like a box. Right. And now you can get a flat screen, four K, beautiful picture. You know, whatever resolution. For under three hundred dollars, that's that's where things are right now. You can find really good deals. Truly amazing. And if you're looking for a deal in real estate, Derek, uh, I don't know how many deals there may be out there right now, but uh, not, definitely not a deal in interest rates. As I stare at you, a banker across the room, look. If you're interested in possibly making a move in 2023, especially in that first quarter of 2023, you're thinking about selling or buying a home in DeSoto County. Surely, want you to interview our 2022 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. No 
team in Mississippi has more success than Team Couch, a Birch Realty Group. Possessing over 66 years of combined real estate experience, they're the number one team in residential real estate in DeSoto County for the last 14 years. They are ranked nationally as a top-performing real estate team. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. Even with all those different things I just talked about, it is still a good time to list your home in DeSoto County. And if you're planning to do that in 23, you want to contact Team Coucher, Birch Realty Group, who is currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Brian and Terry and their team possess all the analytics that you want from a realtor. They can walk you through the buying or selling process of residential real estate. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. Call Brian directly on his cell phone at 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. And don't forget, you can do a full home search at teamcouch.com. You can search throughout the Mid-South for your next dream home, whether it be in DeSoto County, Shelby County, Marshall County, Tate County. Brian and Terry's website is one of the best around when it comes to looking for your future home. Call them today, 662-449-1700. And Derek, before I end with the tagline, Thank you, Brian and Terry, for a wonderful 2022. Brian uh, has become, uh, let's just call him a contributor. He's a, He is a uh, presenting sponsor, but also a contributor. He's been a guest host a couple times. Guest host a couple times. And, and, and honestly, Derek, he enjoys the show. He likes the show. He, he talks to us all the time about it. And um, he, feel like, he feels like, like we do, that Hernando, Mississippi is an awesome place. He's born and raised here. And, um, you know, he, he wants to shine a light on those things. So, again, Brian and Terry and your team, thank you and Merry Christmas from the UTW Podcast. We hope you have a prosperous 2023. And podcast listeners, always remember, every home needs a couch. Recording on this Thursday afternoon at the Mobile Cars and Van Rental Studios. Mobile Cars and Vans located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce right here under the water tower. Cars, trucks, passenger vans. If you're traveling for Christmas, we're probably not going to be able to take care of you. But if you're traveling for MLK weekend, spring break is coming up. If you need a van for a day, a weekend, a week, a month, give us a call. Let us know. Let us help you uh, here in DeSoto County. Mobile Cars and Vans, 662-469-4555. Derek, I always like to tell stories. Christian Brothers High School using three of our vans right now for basketball. They moved up the thing because of the weather, so now those vans are coming back a little bit earlier. We've got to scurry this afternoon and go pick them up so we can have them washed for three families to use them tomorrow. So, again, we like to pride ourselves on service that you're just not going to get from Enterprise. We helped, I think, four people last week that showed up to Enterprise to get the vehicle that they had reserved, and it wasn't there. Oh, God. When we receive a deposit with mobile cars and vans, we put you in the old school calendar written in pencil. And when you pay a deposit, you're written in ink. And we do our very best to not overbook. And it rarely happens. We're going to do everything we can to put you in a vehicle. Thank you, Mobile Cars and Vans, for hosting us with the Mobile Cars and Van Rural Studios. Give us a call, 662-469-4555. Again, Mobile Cars and Vans. Well, Derek, on our Friday show, our last show of 2022, Merry Christmas from the UTW Podcast. Happy New Year from the UTW Podcast. You're traveling to Natchez. I'm traveling to Louisiana. Uh, most listeners know my daughter's birthday is on New Year's Eve, so happy birthday to her. Uh, looking forward to uh, all of those things, all, spending time with family. Just a wonderful, very blessed, Derek, you and I both the, are to have such good families and people that uh, you know we enjoy seeing and hanging out with. But, uh, Derek, things that some people might not enjoy are attending an Alderman meeting every first and third Tuesday, and we're going to talk a little about that especially probably the largest meat of the no pun intended probably the largest meat of the meeting may have been the uh, food truck ordinance and we're going to talk about that shortly what you got from this past tuesday with the hernando alderman meeting again we'll skip through all the consent agenda items all that kind of information everything passed all the firemen all the stuff yeah all that all that stuff um again it is corrected on youtube now it does show an hour and 10 minutes the 
main part of it uh, of the agenda started with the AWG Freeport exemption. And what it is is basically this is the guys from AWG having to sell this to the new board because when this was agreed upon, the MOU that was done between the company and the city was done under the old board. This was done back in early 2020 before the election, before all that. But a year, I guess, or so they had this understanding with the old old board. And so the guy comes up there from AWG says that you know 2.2 billion in sales. Uh, will be coming from that facility when it's fully functional. They have several subsidiaries and will eventually move to Hernando once things are wound down at their facilities. The one in South Haven will, of course, move their full facility to South, uh, to Hernando. The one in Memphis will also move all of its operations to Hernando. The facility is 900,014 square feet. Mm. The outside, of course, everybody could drive by right now. You can see it is mostly done. Water towers, functional, all that kind of stuff is done. But there's still a lot of work to be done inside the facility. The room temperature items are now in the warehouse. So they are actually running trucks from yeah, the warehouse see that, yeah. with, with, the, with the room temperature. Oh, that's, and so basically, cat food, dog, everything that you sure. see on the shelves in the middle of the store. That's what they're looking for the free port exemption for right now. And what the free port exemption does, this provides the portion of inventory on January 1st that will be heading out of the state of Mississippi to be exempt of property tax. So January 1st every year, that's why everybody has year-end inventory. They say, you know, we got to have our year-end inventory. The biggest thing is because whatever the inventory is as of January 1st, if it's in Mississippi, it's going to be used in Mississippi. That is a, a property tax is levied against that. So they were asking, okay, well, you know, we gotta, we've got we done all that stuff, and we're going to ask for that free port exemption that you do not place that tax uh, on the inventory that will be leaving the state of Mississippi, which – to be honest, it's probably the majority of it will be leaving the state of Mississippi, going to the uh, couple, th- I think, two or three thousand uh, grocers that share in this co-op that is AWG. Uh, this was one of the commitments made in 2020 when the deal was reached to move here with the old board. So they are looking for the room temperature goods that meet this criteria. They are also looking to license the AWG company. So again, this is the the, the official applying of the business license for AWG and all of its subsidiaries with the city of Hernando. So they'll pay the fee to get the business license. The same presentation, of course, was given to the board of supervisors on Monday and the supervisors approved it unanimously. Both motions were approved after he did his presentation without discussion. Next, the soccer goal donation. We talked about that, about $4,000 for two new soccer goals. Of course, accepted. Uh, next was the Eugenia Messick Foundation. Donated $49,714 for the new animal shelter building to help furnish equipment for the inside. So this was the exception. That's a, a pretty right. yeah, pretty uh, nice donation yeah. for that animal shelter for stuff inside. That This was something that was left off the agenda. It was put on there. And, of course, they approved accepting for Uh, The next one was for the approval to enter into an agreement with AERC for their services of the restroom facility. It was a done deal. We we went into more discussion on that on Tuesday, so please go back to our Tuesday show to kind of hear. It's going to be, you know, just... Two restrooms. They're going to have it completely redone. It's going to be nice. So, and I'm sorry to jump in. So, you may be getting where we're headed now. The, the we accepted the money, but that was not the change order change. No, 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 no. no we're not, okay, we're not, we we're not to the okay. change order okay. yet. I guess the city engineer then came up there during the silent portion. He started talking. Started president. Didn't quite know it. It said next was the asphalt lays. You know, trying to get the go ahead and with the next round of bidding. You assume that's what he was talking about. And finally, it came back home, and he was in the middle of the conversation on asphalt to fund the next sections that they wanted to do. And he's going to try to get those in. He's going to try to get the bids back in time, see what the plants do. Of course, we've got some extremely cold weather coming now. Some may go ahead and close. They'll try to do as many as they can do before they close, have the rest, you know, what they call shovel ready for when the uh, when the plants reopen. 
uh, and they still do plan on spending the entire budget allotted for asphalt this year. So it feels like $1.9 million outside of some special stuff. They do plan on spending every dime of that, and they're really trying to, you know, they've already done some in the fall, which they have never done before. Fiscal year, not calendar year. That's right. Like, fiscal year. <laughs> fiscal year. like, wait a minute, I got, no, no, no. I got family coming over. <laughs> no, fiscal year of 2022, 2023, of course, so by September 30th. The next was the animal shelter change order. The original bid did not include furnishings. Only the structure itself. So when we talk about the bid, it's the building, it's the sheetrock, everything inside. Yeah, I mean, okay. Sense, yes. I'm saying that because of what we're about to get to. The change order deals with changing the types of cat. One of the part of the change orders was changing the type of cabinets. So in the original structure, there were no built-in cabinets. They were going to come back and add the cabinets later. Very nice cabinets, very nice countertops. Okay. A lot of steel stuff, stuff like you know. Cause, right. Well, what they have decided to do is go back and have the builder, uh, Cerebus, add cabinets as part of their finishing. So actually add cabinets, built-in stuff to the walls. They're going to go with cheaper wood. They're going to go with Formica countertops. And so basically going from the nicer to the lesser, it will save the city money in the long run because they're not going to have to buy these things after the fact to install once the building is finished. But they are increasing the cost of the contract real right. quick did it did any of the bids that were opened include all these things at the first time or no no i think okay. it was a building gotcha. only i just so, didn't know if like hey we they got the bid but based off of this but two other companies bid with cabinets they, or yeah, something with like cabinets. No. Yeah. Okay. no no they were planning on doing so, all this after the fact so gotcha. they're, they're, they would save they're definitely going to save in the future for adding the cabinets now um, the original ones were more expensive and those were being deleted and replaced with cheaper ones like, as i said with four market countertops uh, it will increase the cost of the Cerebus contract, which is, of course, part of this change order, but we'll save them more in the future. The other change was something that was missed. There was no dumpster enclosure uh, written in the original plans. Right, okay. So they're going to have... The original plans, not, not the bid. Not the bid. Not as, okay, so they yeah. were not on the plans to bid. So there was no way... So they got out there, They you know, they're understanding, okay, well, here our dumpsters are going to go over here. We're going to have right. 10 dumpsters. Yeah, we can't make people in the city put up an enclosure yeah, and the sure. city itself not put up an enclosure. Agreed. So they had to go back and add that. So obviously that's a, an additional cost that can't be offset. That's just an additional cost. Finally. Doggone it. <laughs> there you go, doggone it. Finally, the last change order was the big dog kennels where the dogs were run, you know, basically have the indoor right. cage. Then they're able to run through some chain, you know, stuff, you know, whatever, right. some kind of barrier. And they get to run out into the uh, the chutes, right, uh, run back and forth inside, outside to give them running lanes. Those currently were chain link fence on the outside. And what the new director said when she came in, she's like, look, we got to change these to concrete walls. Yes, it is more expensive now, but... If you have two dogs, especially two dogs of larger breeds, two dogs of aggressive breeds, or whatever, they will try to chew through the chain link fence to get to each other. You're going to be changing chain link fence annually. That's what she sure, said. She said, we're going to be replacing these multiple times, whereas if we just go with a center block wall now, it is more expensive, but they can't see each other. They don't know what's going on, and they're not going to tear up a center block wall. So that was something else that was a change. Uh, Andrew Miller asked if that was necessary, and she said, I – to save the the the, um, the city, you know, I guess money in the future. Plus, just for the wear and tear of the dogs yes, trying of to get at each other, it was necessary. The total change order for all of these uh, is fifty one thousand dollars. I'm very surprised it's that low. So that's great. That was a total change, but Done. more than that will be saved inside on the furnishings, 100%. like we talked about. Now, Andrew Miller, of course, he asked for that. Alderman Woman Lynch said that the that the dumpster enclosure, of course, is necessary because you know we can't do what the others. The, 
we make others do that the city doesn't do it. The cabinets being needed and cheaper is an apples-to-apples comparison that she said was also necessary. If we can make something cheaper, that's necessary. The $14,000 cost of the cabinets would be paid for by donations that would have been used on the inside. So remember, we just talked about a $49,000 donation. I'm not saying specifically that one, but they have raised money that will be used to purchase things once once it's finished for the inside by the uh, Friends of the Animal Shelter. Some of that money will now be used to pay for the overage of the contract up to about $14,000, which is the change order on the cabinets, because they no longer now have to buy the cabinets and the tables uh, for the inside because it's, it's going to be part of the structure. Um, so that was, you know, so there was some good conversation there. Uh, Alderman Piper asked, look, I understand this. It sounds like we're getting good deals, but could we table the issue? Because let's get a, he wanted a, like a spreadsheet that said, here's the new cost. Here's what the possible savings in the future could be. Here's where donations have been done that can offset some of these new costs. Give us that. Let us see a summation so we can tell the public this is exactly how much it's going to be raised. This is a possible, you know, probable savings in the future, and this is why we're going to make this decision. I think it's a good idea. You hate to see it wait two weeks to wait for that change order. It's going to put the, you know, kind of put it on hold on what they can do on the, end, you know, right now adding the cabinets. But to get clarity, he asked for that. It was approved. Obviously, there was a second it was unanimously approved, so that I guess they all agreed. Hey, let's just get this very easy to see. We could put it out to the public. Let's move on. Yeah, Derek, I would say 98% of people in Hernando, Mississippi, are ready to move forward and be done talking about and listening about the animal shutter. Agreed? Okay. Oh, I agree. Okay. I agree. And, and, something, and some listeners may not know, like what I'm about to say, I would venture to say that 80% or more are disgusted that we're spending almost a million dollars on animal shelter. I, I will say that. That's me okay. talking, nobody okay. else. But it's done. It's done. So people still bring it up. People still gripe about the animal shelter and the cost of it and all that kind of stuff. I hear it no less than once a week. It's done. It's decided on. It's moving forward. The building is being built. <laughs> Move on to something else. I mean, it's that simple because – I mean, the fact that we are spending a million dollars on an animal shelter, I, I admit, is ridiculous to me. However, that money has been, for the last decade, put up and, and socked away and, and this and that and stuff. It's here. It's done. Move on to the next thing. I do applaud the alderman for knowing that there is the complaints, that there are oh. concerns, to say, hey, look, we're going to show you while we're going while we're increasing this and then how we're going to try to offset this. And in the long run, it could actually save the taxpayers' money. That's what they're trying to do. So we'll, we'll get more I mean, clarity. You and I get – we hear no less than once every two months. Yeah. My guy, we're building a million-dollar animal shelter. Yeah. I mean, we hear it. It's It's like, dude, we've been dealing with – hey, um, we've been dealing with this for – since uh, 10 years. You and I have started to pay attention really closely the last two years. But this has been happening for the last de- decade. Multiple mayors, multiple administrations, yeah. multiple, multiple aldermen uh, people. Um, so this is not a new thing. It's been decided. It's going to be very nice, yes, and it's going to be hopefully safe for the all the, the different rescue dogs. But the city of Fernando, a vast majority of people on both sides are ready to move on. But if this is still part of what you're griping about from two years ago or Mayor Ferguson or whatever, move on, man. No. Let's go. It's, it's going to be done. It's, it's going to be it, done. It, it, I mean, it, you, well, you're wasting your time. Yeah. The money that's already spent is a sunk cost. It's, that's it. That's the whole it. thing will be a sunk right. cost when it's funded. Let's, let's, yeah. Let's, right. let's and the, the same thing. people griping about that, I have a strange feeling, are going to be griping about the food truck ordinance we're about to talk about. Go ahead. We're getting there, getting there yeah, soon. we're getting there. But just same people. We don't need a blank. Yeah. It does not matter what it is. <laughs> we don't need a food truck that raises money for St. Jude and all proceeds go to St. Jude. Nope. Don't need it. Well, 
Go ahead. We're, we're going to get there. Uh, the next one on the agenda was proposed to change the gas pumps to be condi- conditional use in both C2, which is highway commercial, and C3, which is downtown commercial. Right now, they're given by right of the zoning. So in other words, if you have something, you know, uh, rezoned C2 or C3, you could put a gas station. It's part of the, the zoning. Station. Okay, gotcha. What they were, the Audemars asking for was to make it an additional level of review and approval if something was zoned either C2 or C3 in Hernando due to the complaints or what they say was the complaints from the public of the number of gas stations going up. Now, the Planning Commission approved it unanimously. Again, that would give them another – people have to come back to them saying, look, I want it C2, but now the C2, I'm going to let you know. I have to let you know it's going to be a gas station because now I have to apply for a uh, you know a waiver or to allow for the gas station or gas pumps to be there. Um, now, this was approved 6-1 to one with Alderman Miller voting against it. He felt it was done because of personal preference. I mean, he – there was some. If you watch the video, there's some insinuation going on there okay. that people uh, may just, you know, don't want a gas station or buy them, or don't want a gas station because of possible owners of said gas station, and that you know this was a personal preference thing had nothing to do with how many gas stations were in Hernando. That that was his opinion on air, and he voted against it six to one. Haven't you and I talked? I mean, I'll go on record right now because Alderman Miller likes to have things on the record. I'm going to go on record as saying Alderman Miller is very um, – he pays close attention. <laughs> yes, he does. I'll just uh, – yeah, Alderman Miller does a good job. Typically when he opens his mouth, he's saying, hey, let's just call it what it is. And if he leads with that line, he's dead on right. Yep. And uh, I won't argue with that one on this one. So, um, yeah. But it did pass. I don't, hey, I, I like gas stations, but I don't want one by me. Yeah. There you go. It, it did pass 6-1. to one, And so now if you do apply for – if you have C2 or C3 zoning, apply for C2 or C3 zoning – and you want to put a gas station, it will have to be a conditional use, which means we'll have another layer of approval. Well, I think that they want to, like the planning commission or planning department wants to know, you know, what plans. And a lot of people, for those that might know or whatever, in real estate, these guys are buying a piece of property with the understanding or uh, if it's approved, I'll move forward. If it's not approved, it's like a, I yeah, take I'll the contract buy. off. That's exactly. Right. So they, they need to uh, go ahead and show the city what they're doing, and and that's kind of what they're talking about there. But yeah, very wise, you know, comments by uh, Alderman Miller. Very perceptive. Next, uh, we're moving to the uh, planning. That, that was the start of the planning portion of the meeting. Uh, next was Winningham Estates, twenty six lots, uh, average lot size fourteen thousand twenty six thousand square feet. The covenants will match the previous phases. Uh, the planning commission approved it as presented. The new construction entrance that was built, that was required to be built on the north side of the subdivision, this is up at Nesbitt, on the north side of the subdivision, up 51 Highway, they do plan on it hooking up with Motor Scooter Drive on the other side of 51 and having a road that basically goes Motor Scooter cut across 51, uh, I guess, you know, above this property, through this property, linking to, is that Nesbitt Road that wraps back around uh, on the other side where the um, American Legion is right there. So anyway, so that's going to be done. That's supposed to be permanent. Uh, They asked the developer, is this going to be permanent? Have you heard this? And so anyway, that's that's something that may happen in the future because that road was supposed to that was I think part of the plan on putting that road in. Derek, one vehicle that's not allowed on motor scooter drives are actual motor scooters. By <laughs> the way, put motor no, mo- motor no motor scooters. Well, on. with the potholes that used to be there, it would actually just oh, you would lose your motor scooter. Poor, yeah, poor people would be just yeah. Be off. <laughs> Uh, that was approved. Next, the Country Club lot, which was one lot on 2.38 acres. The lot is improved, which means it has obviously has water and sewer to it. It was zoned a PUD. Uh, it was also zoned agricultural because at the time, 
the didn't know this, Matt. The Country Club was one of the very first PUDs in DeSoto County, uh, and so that was you know planning development. And this, so all the lots at the time were AR because they were some of them were actually basically outside the city limits or at the city limits, and so they never received a final plan approval. Uh, for that AR lot because it was a tennis court. You right. didn't need a final plot approval. You're putting a tennis court on it. So that this is basically coming, asking for the final plot approval. It will be one single-family home. Of course, it was approved unanimously by the Planning Commission and then by the Alderman. And then the last, I guess, subdivision portion of the planning was uh, the Timberlane. Uh, this was to amend the existing five-lot subdivision. This is the one that Mickey Davis did right there at Robinson and Elm Street. Uh, by reducing uh, lot five from 0.44 acres to 0.35 acres, the lots are zoned R12, and all conditions are met even with the reduction of lot five. This was approved also by the Planning Commission. Alderman Wicker asked when Timber Lane would be repaved, so when they cut over the sewer, the water through the road, the road's kind of torn up right there, and the developer, Mickey Davis, was there. He came up and he said that they're waiting on the curbs to be completed. Once the curbs, as soon as the curbs are completed, they will go back and kind of smooth that area out, pave it over right there. Will and the, so, will those houses have like you pull in like a like a two car garage and it's on the house is on top of the garage? I mean, there's one. There's one that's like 0.3 acres. It's it's, it's very small. Are, are they going to build up or how's it going it, to? It, it needs to, in my opinion. I don't. I mean, whatever. Well, is it going to look like a different house where you kind of like that first one that's right there at the corner of Robinson? Yep. And and Elm, I guess I could see that house as having like your garage on the bottom floor and then two floors above you, almost like a condo type thing. That's it could what be, that it, should look like. Well, I mean, do you think it was like now Mickey Davis's house? If you drive past there today, it is being built. The slab is poured, right, right. and there's a a rendering of yeah. what his house is going to look like. It does not look like that. It's I think I okay. think the parking's in the back. Yeah. So they does it have pull a dumpster around. enclosure? Do we have that? Do <laughs> Don't we have to have a dumpster enclosure. Can you imagine that first lot having a dumpster enclosure? Whew, that'd be tough. And it, I, no room. No, no, no room. room. And and of course the entrances are off Timber Lane, so they'll have Timber Lane addresses. Moving on to the MPO project application on, on Mackinville Overlay. This is to start the process, and the planning director wants to be ready to request the MPO funds on January 1st, the earliest it can be requested. So this, again, he wants the project application. He wanted it approved that night. So as soon as January 1st hits, he's going to send it in to get the money from 269 all the way up to Pleasant Hill Road for the high school. And the earlier they can get on the list, I mean, he feels pretty good about getting the money. I think the MPO has said, yeah, this would be a good use of the money. But still, wants it in, the first day he can get in. Again, I applaud Austin for being Absolutely. on the ball and wanting, you know, a day off, still going to hit that email, send it in, because it could be sent in on January 1st. We should have very nice roads leading to the nicest project DeSoto County Schools has ever done. Yeah. So why not? Uh, the next one is, of course, also has been up there a while now, and this is the uh, this is the doozy, the public hearing on the food truck. Yeah. So the first thing the mayor did was say, hey, look, anybody in the public want to speak for or against this food truck? Okay. Uh, he ordinance. opened the floor to that. No one at the meeting stood up to talk for or against it from the public until the end. So right then, the Why first- Why did he do that? <laughs> well, no, I mean, and there was not, I mean, of course, you see the camera angle from the alderman. Sure. I mean, maybe maybe 10, 12 people there. So it wasn't, it wasn't a huge number. Uh, so nobody came up and stood then. So then the city planner- then the mayor said, well, city planner, have you received any you know, comments okay. or whatever? He said, yes, I have two comments formally sent to me. Uh, the first, Use their names or no names? The first one was Kit Kitchens. Okay. He sent a marked-up ordinance. So what he did was he took the ordinance that was available to anybody to see, including wow. myself, which I printed out, marked it up, and said that this one was too restrictive, and if someone had uh, has asked you to be in their parking lot to sell food, you should be able to do it. He believes the current restriction of five times a month, so right now the ordinance says you can only be uh, – at a location five times a month mm -hmm. is not worth it for him to come out and try to hold inventory and make money on those five days. And so Austin said he will take what he sent in. Right, we'll send sure. it to the alderman after the meeting. 
Now, that was one side of it. Okay. Also said the other side of it that restaurants say it's not strict enough and should have added something about being a certain number of feet from a current restaurant, among other things. So now Alderman Miller said we have to look out. He immediately chimed in and said, look, we got to look out for the brick-and-mortar stores who have made the investment and hire more people than food trucks but are afraid to come talk in public due to backlash. So he thinks that some of the people, know, some of the reasons nobody came forward to in the public, you know, when the mayor said, hey, who wants to talk forward or against it? Right. He said the restaurant owners are scared to come here because if they start saying we don't want food trucks, it sounds like a lot of people in Hernando do want food trucks and the people will just attack them, threaten not to go to their restaurant, blah, 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 blah. So they're afraid to talk out. So Andrew was coming and saying, I'm doing it for them. I'm telling you. I've talked to several restaurant owners, and I'm going to tell you what they say because if they showed up, they fear a retribution. That's correct. Understood. Uh, Alderman Piper agreed with Alderman Miller but thinks that people in the city – but he, he also looked at the other side. He said people want it in the city for more promotional times or events, festivals, promotions, nonprofits, like you right. just were, were kind of teasing that, yeah. about earlier, uh, neighborhood HOA associations, et cetera. Uh, Alderman Wicker then spoke up and said that Memphis has a 300-foot buffer from a current restaurant and that a restaurant owner in town suggested having 100 feet for Hernando. The current ordinance says a commercial place could not have a food truck more than five times a month. So that's what it says right now. Right now, it doesn't has nothing about footage from another restaurant. Right. It does say, though, you cannot be somewhere more than five times a month. So real quick, go back to Mr. Kitchen's email. When it's all said and done, the Board of Aldermen make their decision. We set it up in Hernando, and it's up to him to decide to make that investment or not. That's right. That's it. That's, I mean, that's, 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 that's what it comes It's down. up to him to make that And I, I understand the restaurant saying, whoa, 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 uh, we've been here for 20 years, and all the I get under, we employ 17 people, and then somebody can pull up in our parking lot and sell competing food. I, I understand the worry uh, there as well. But, um, I, I would again, Derek, I'm going to go back to the percentages. Most Hernando people don't necessarily even think about this, really, because no. um, they don't have to. But well, they don't think about it until they drive by and see one, like, oh, I'm going to get some food. Right. And then you don't think about all the other repercussions, both sides. Sure. Is this guy making money or are the restaurants losing money? Yeah, you don't, I, I don't, I don't, now that I'm thinking more about it, I don't necessarily agree with a food truck being able to be stationary almost as much as a, a brick and mortar. Well, like the ones you at know? Seaside that literally stay there 24 7, 365, just parked right there all the time next to in a parking lot where and and, it, well, and again the ordinances allows that and, and they're so from probably may 1st through the end of september business both businesses yeah it doesn't thrive. matter it right. does not both matter exactly. in seaside it does not matter but in hernando not, it yeah, would matter sure that's right now another another issue that came to point was that the current fee shown uh, on the ordinance that was written presented to the alderman was 250 dollars annually alderman wicker Asked for that to be increased to 500 annually. Uh, that, so that was a comment, and I'll get back to that in just a second. Doc Harris uh, then spoke up, would like to be able to put them in certain areas of the city, but not in parking lots next to other restaurants. So not, not even, right. hey, not even the 150 thing, just, hey, let's just put a, let's make a, an area, maybe some government land, maybe something where, hey, look, this is the food park. Like, I mean, not calling it a trailer park, but this is a this is a food truck park. Right. If you want food truck food, you've got to drive to this part of town yes. to get the food. And it's understood and known. That's right. The city planner mentioned some towns have a food truck. So he, after that was mentioned, he said a designated area where they are together in a certain location. South Haven does it Friday at Snowden. Okay. So Friday at Snowden uh, Grove, food trucks can come set up that one day a week, which ends up being four days a month, five days a month. Right. And so that happens. And then, um, and so that's a designated area, designated time. 
Uh, Alderwoman Ross said that if they can only do it five times a month, if that's what they decide on, then she thinks that $500 a year fee would be too much because how can you make money if you can only be out there five times a month and now you got to pay $60 a month to afford, you know, afford the fee, right? I mean, or that was right. I got $50 a month, whatever it's going to be, $54. So he's like, oh, that you're already taking, I mean, that's like 10 meals I have to sell just to be able to pay the annual fee and they're only there once a, you know, once a week. Anyway, so that was, maybe that 500 is too high. Another thought was to allow them on Sundays and Mondays when a lot of the restaurants are closed. Mm-hmm. So, hey, look, maybe those designated days are Sunday, Mondays, because there are a lot of restaurants that don't open on Monday or, you know, on Sunday. And if they are open on Sunday, they close on Monday, kind of like hairdressers and other things take off uh, Mondays as their second weekend day yes. because they have to work on Saturdays. Um, the owner of the country club. So, finally, somebody from the public came right, up. Yes. Uh, at the end, at the end of this discussion, the owner of the country club, John Stevenson, said he does not want to restrict competition, but they don't have to pay property taxes. If you know, they don't Correct. have to maintain parking lots. Correct. They don't have much in utility overhead. Uh, they don't have, um, you know, there are other type things that are we taxing them correctly? Like on a sales portion. I mean, how are we going to regulate that? He does like the idea of a designated area that was brought up, but does not but does not want that designated area to come an existing parking lot. So in other words, hey, don't just say there's an empty parking lot over here, go there, because they were not required to have a certain number of parking spaces. Like, you know, restaurants... The the, the ability to pick up and move for convenience to not pay your share, that sounds... Yeah. Yeah. So they don't have to have a certain number of parking spaces like existing restaurants. And, you know, another thing is if there are in a parking lot next to other restaurants or the stores, well, then it could become a traffic issue because then you don't have enough parking for the businesses that are always there. Yes. Um, So he's, look, he does not, you know, doesn't say no food trucks at all, but he is for more restriction uh, on the current plan that was submitted. Uh, Austin mentioned, he said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to get together, put together three or four different ordinances. Basically, this is like a, a general one. So now I'm going to give you one that is extremely restrictive, one that is extremely lenient, and then two kind of in the middle sure. based off of what the comments I've heard tonight. I'm going to present that back to you in, the, in either the next meeting or the meeting after that, and then we'll go from there. So that was the end of the meeting, Derek? That, that, was, the the last la- that was the last topic. Well, there, again, there was a utility adjustment and then an executive session, but the last thing gotcha. that, we, that we cover. Yeah. Whew. A lot of a lot of things to talk about there and think about. Again, it seems like Austin's doing a really good job of that's somebody we're going to talk to in the first quarter of 23. Yes. Sit down, visit with him. And, and you know, you and I have talked numerous times about the, you know, coming from communities maybe that aren't growing, and Hernando does not have that problem. No. Uh, you know, it definitely is not. So looking forward to 23 when it comes to all these different things that we're talking about. Thank you to the Board of Aldermen. Thank you to Mr. Mayor. Thank you to the people that have to be there. The first and third Tuesday at City Hall, City Attorney, person that runs a YouTube, officer that has to be there. I mean, all those things. Thank you all for doing and being a part of City Business. We really uh, appreciate that. We went a little bit longer on our Alderman uh, talk because the minimal sports, have uh, no sports really, has happened since no sports. Our, no sports has happened since our last show. So what we'd like to do as we wrap up the Alderman section of the show is let's, uh, we're gonna, we, we have three advertisers that typically help us out and advertise right there in the middle of the show. So Derek, go ahead and tell us all about the official dentist of the UTW podcast. Well, DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 
662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. And we want to say very special Merry Christmas and just a Happy New Year to uh, Dr. Seymour, uh, Dr. Jason Paroli, and Dr. Bryant Trotter, the latter two that we're obviously much closer to and friends with. And we just, you know, thank you so much for your support from 2022. We thank you for all that you do for the community. Every If, if you go to any event, any nonprofit event, uh, you can look it up. You're going to see their name, their logo, because they have donated something. Usually it's a lot more than just something uh, for that event. Uh, so they're a huge supporter of Hernando, a huge supporter of uh, nonprofits, a huge supporter of, I mean, the Palmer Home, just wonderful, wonderful things uh, in and around the city. And we could not be happier uh, to have them uh, as an advertiser and to be associated with them because they're, they're not only good, great dentists, uh, they do a great business. Uh, they have, I mean, just a, a wonderful facility. Uh, they do, as it says, they always make you feel safe, comfortable, relaxed, uh, and just a, a really cool atmosphere. But at the same time, they're just good people. Yep. Uh, they're extremely good personal people who work tirelessly uh, to make this community better, either behind the scenes or out in the open. And so we just want to say thank you so much uh, to them uh, for their sponsorship, but also for just you know investing and continuing to live in Hernando, Mississippi. Couldn't have said it better, Derek. They're our friends. They're our, our neighbors. They're, they're people that care for us, and we care for them. And they all, DeSoto Family Dental Care, the, the ladies that work there and the people, they preach for sure very pro-Hernando. There's a sign all the time about supporting Hernando, whether it be congratulations seniors, whether it be Palmer Home, whether it be – uh, you know, go to this event. Football, I mean, they always have the football everything. sign right. every, on game yes. days. They support Hernando, and, and we for sure want to tell them thank you for 2022, and uh, we hope you have a prosperous 2023. And that's Derek. So, when our advertisers, that's kind of what we're going to do do our usual spill, and then we're going to give them a couple of minutes, a little bit more of that on our last show for 2022. Ran into this gentleman the other day, visit with him, Derek. Like I said on Tuesday or maybe last week, uh, met with him for him to hand me a sponsorship check for the crew of Fernando for their Mardi Gras ball, Mr. Richard Williams with Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs, whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, winter cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, as I mentioned a second ago, leaf removal. Now is the time, man. Leaves are everywhere throughout Hernando. And if you need help with your project, if you need help around your home or your office when it comes to cleaning things up, give Richard and his team a call, 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. You can also find more information on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. A little bit of praise for Richard and his family, Derek. Uh, Richard and his wife are sponsors of the uh, Hernando Football Booster Club. Uh, Richard employs dozens of men and women. They're mowing the grass of multiple schools throughout the uh, the county. Richard just does a really, really good job. He runs a very quality business. His his business is actually down the street from Mobile Cars and Vans, the building that he um, you know rents. And I actually helped him find that building a couple of years ago. And I'll never forget Richard thinking, "I hope I can you know take care of the rent. I hope I can you know hope mm-hmm. it's whatever." It's a big step. It's Stepping a big step. There. And and all he did was take that, fill it up even bigger, and 2022 has been a monster year for him. And uh, it should be because God's going to bless people that are doing good things. But God's going to bless people that are doing right with what they've been given. And uh, Richard for sure has. So, Richard, thank you for being a 2022 sponsor. We look forward to 2023. Continued success for you and your company. Williams Lawn Services, 662-292-8855. 
Well, Derek, our last advertiser that we're going to recognize and say a few kind words about uh, Mr. Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland with Holland Insurance. Bruce Robinson, we say his name on here all the time. He is an alderman for the city of Fernando. You and I have known uh, Bruce for a number of years. Bruce and I have been on a weight loss and gain journey <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> Yours typically stays right where it is, but uh, Bruce sometimes, you know, he'll get out there and, and, and run and push he's, himself. He's back on the like wagon January, January 1st. Yeah, he's back yeah, on Me it. too, he's back right, on exactly. So <laughs> Bruce loves Fernando. His kids went to Fernando High School. Uh, they're they're a product of Fernando. Um, Bruce and his wife Kim are just good people living in the country club. And Bruce, uh, you know, I think whenever he found out, hey, the Alderman spot's kind of going to open up. Bruce said, hey, I, I think I want to give back to my city, and that's what he's done. And uh, again, runs a very quality business in South Haven, one of the fastest growing insurance companies in the entire Mid South. Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance, again, located in South Haven, but ready to serve anyone under the water tower. They work with some of the largest insurance companies in the country. Blue Cross Blue Shield, Humana, Cigna, Nationwide, Builders Mutual, Kemper, Liberty Mutual, Travelers, Safeco. Again, over 50 insurance companies in the world trust Holland Insurance to represent them in DeSoto County. Give Bruce and Jerry a call at 662-895-5528, a wonderful insurance company. Give them your needs. Give him your budget. Let Bruce and his team get to work for you. That's the kind of service he gives. He actually represents me on two companies that I own. So Bruce does a wonderful job. And again, not everybody steps up to serve the city in this way. Bruce may be an alderman for 20 years. He may be an alderman for four. I don't know. But he saw a need, stepped in, and he's always he is a member of our, of our men's group. And Bruce always steps up to, uh, hey, I'll sponsor that. Hey, I'll support that. Hey, here's a check from Holland Insurance. And uh, Bruce does a good job. And thank you for helping us in 2022 and being a part of the UTW podcast. We really appreciate it. Continued success in 2023. Uh, Jerry Holland and Bruce Robinson with Holland Insurance. As I mentioned, Derek, uh, no sports to uh, talk, uh, to discuss. As we as we wrap up 2022, Derek, on our little whiteboard where we outline the show, 2023 for the UTW podcast will look different. We will not be a twice-a-week show as of now. We're going to be a once-a-week show. Shows will come out on Friday mornings. You're not going to have an Alderman preview. You'll have an Alderman review. You're not going to have things maybe planning or, sh- or talking about future things. We're going to be a little bit more of a, of a wrap-up on, on what the week looks like. So, a little bit more meat on each bone, a little bit more uh, show to it, so hopefully a longer show. And then there may be some times where we interview one or two people and combine those shows, so that may come out on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Just something that Derek and I are trying to do to have a little bit more time with family, have a little bit more time and service, uh, serve our, our uh, nine to fives, maybe. That definitely <laughs> right. helps. But really and truly, Derek, it's going to be it's going to be family based. It's an opportunity for us to do four or five shows a month versus eight to ten. It gives us more chance to be a you know husbands and fathers, and that's kind of what we're doing. So that's what that looks like. Thank you for twenty eight months of of wonderful enjoyment. Uh, Derek and I've done yeah. over two hundred thirty shows now and thoroughly enjoy doing the UTW podcast, but we always want to be honest with our listeners about what things look like, and no better time than now to tell you we're back January 6th with a weekly show. That's what the UTW podcast will look like moving forward. And we'll do a weekly show, Matt. I, I already have ideas. Again, we're going to have some different things. Uh, we're still going to announce you know, upcoming events, maybe not as far as it advances we're doing it now, maybe not a month out, maybe just a week or two. Uh, we'll still have that. Set. But, of course, and we're going to cover all the news uh, it'll actually give us time to gather more stories you know, and, and be able to have that at the beginning of the show. But something, I'll, Matt, I'll, I'm going to challenge you to do over the holiday, uh, and I'm going to do it as well. Eat less. <laughs> you can add that to yours. Yeah. Uh, but the, oh, uh, oh, I see how it goes. You can add that to yours. Oh, that was, that was fat shaming. That's what that was. I think you just fat shamed totally yourself. Fat I was just, of course I, was I just, fat shamed myself. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I see all my pictures. Um, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and listen to our predictions. 
uh, on the prediction show oh, that we had wow, beginning yeah, of the yeah, year. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to go back and listen to that show. We're going to write those down. We're gonna then, so we're gonna admit to y'all. Of course, anybody else that wants to go back and listen to our first show, January 2022, you can see what those predictions were. We'll talk about what those were, how we fared against those, and then Matt, we need to make our predictions for 2023 for Hernando. So we're gonna, we're gonna do it on our first show. On our first show. So, <laughs> so hold me to it now. Wait no, 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 no. Yeah. So what I'm saying yeah, is, that is that coming on January 6th, we're gonna say, okay, did we bat a thousand? Did we bat, you know, uh, 100 based on what we predicted for 2022? And then we're gonna go ahead and throw our stuff out there. For, so we're, we're gonna throw ourselves. Sure. You know, we'll put ourselves out there. Hey, we might have been done terrible. To be honest, I only remember one that we kind of predicted. So um, I'm going to go back and listen to the rest of them, and we're going to say, "Look, we failed. We failed. We, you know, whatever." And then again, give us our prognostications for 2023 from the UTW podcast. Well, let's do. Well, let's break it down into different things. Let's do a prediction, government related. Like, yes. you, okay, you do one, I do one. Let's do a prediction, business related. Yes. Um, and then let's do one, uh, personal related. So well, personal related and maybe community related because okay, I mean, like you know, there right. may be uh, an event or something yeah, sure, we, would, you sure. know, something like that. So yeah, we've had maybe about three or four different things that we will predict okay, on, yeah. uh, and then of course we will let you know, and uh, we'll call ourselves out if we did terrible yeah. for the uh, for our predictions for this year. 2023 kicks off January 6th. Really looking forward to it. Thank you to all of our sponsors all throughout the year. Team Couch or Birch Realty Group, especially for being that presenting sponsor. Mobile Cars and Vans for giving us a home to record. Williams Lawn Services, DFDC, the official dentist of the UTW podcast, and Holland Insurance, one of the fastest growing insurance companies in the Mid-South. Give them a call today. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Derek, thank you to you, my friend. Uh, really appreciate a wonderful 2022. Uh, you and I started talking about four or five months ago about some changes, some different things. And I think we both you know, agreed to that, and, and I appreciate you understanding and and so forth but uh, we're still gonna hopefully kick butt and take names in 2023 and have a wonderful fun show because that's what we love to do one of my favorite things is when somebody that 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 i didn't know was a listener comes up and says oh i heard what you said about this or i heard about that and for us it brings us closer to the community we feel like it gives people a reason to and, and that's one thing that we talked about if people are talking about something and educating themselves and not just turning to Facebook or Hernando Happenings to learn um, their stuff. They, they got to educate themselves. Yeah. Because remember, Derek, 9% knowledge is too little. 10% is just right. Most people know what I'm talking about. And as we uh, finish up our final uh, thing, obviously it's Christmas time. Uh, no better time, Derek, as we sign off on the Friday before Christmas Eve. We do it every Friday show. Encourage people to go to their local church this weekend. Visit a local church. Let this be the time that you take your family, take yourself to a, a local church. And we definitely want to encourage people to attend Christmas Eve services, cantatas if they're still out there. You and I both attend Hernando Methodist Church. Hernando Methodist will be having three Christmas Eve services. Mm -hmm. The 3 o'clock Christmas, Christmas Eve service is more for families. If you have a two- or three-year-old child, that's the service to go to. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's yeah. more friend, it's more family friendly. It's more child friendly. They can run around. Uh, they, you know, they can be loud. You don't have to worry about a nursery. They they encourage you to bring them in there. So because families should so be together. It's the three o'clock. Families should be together for Christmas services, right. and so that's what they're encouraging. Yeah. So have your babies, bring them in there. You're not going to be imposing. You're not going to be embarrassed. They start crying. That's what that service is for. And that's the three o'clock. I'll be in the gym. Uh, so that'll be the uh, in the gym, and then uh, the four and the six. Uh, for our for our church, no kids. Uh, no, the four o'clock is my favorite. Baby I, Jesus, and that's it. That's I think the only good, baby. That's a good time. But you can bring your kids if they are, um, you know, three and above, and, and just can sit there and enjoy it because it's very beautiful. A lot of Christmas, a lot of traditional Christmas songs, and then it always ends with Silent Night. 
uh, which I absolutely love. And uh, lights go dark. We have all have candles. We light those about 5 o'clock, which is exactly the time that the sun sets. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful service. Uh, probably my favorite one of the year. And then at 6 o'clock, they do the same thing. Yeah, sure. It's just already dark. And, and again, I think it's just a uh, – if, if you're looking for somewhere to visit, please visit ours. But if not, check every, yes, ch- every church. is going to have multiple services Saturday and Sunday. This is the largest slash second largest, you know, church day of the year. Uh, and so this is um, – you know, get them out there – Find them, pull them up. They're online. Just find somewhere to go. I mean, this is you know, it's it's very cliche to say, you know, people go to church twice a year, Easter and Christmas. Think of what you want to think about that. But if that's the only time you may go to church, you may be touched. Find it this weekend, and I hope that you do. And uh, and really looking forward to our Christmas service. And it's also the Derek, uh, the Christmas Eve service. It's not the service to gripe about a parking space. Okay, it's not about you. It is not about you. Of course, Christmas Eve. it will be about negative 10 degrees uh, when you're yeah, walking exactly. there. Oh, that so might help with the attendance you, for us. You need, to, you need to bundle up as you come. What a wonderful year, 2022, uh, Derek. We can talk about more stuff, but uh, let's move on on a positive thing. Please consider going to a Christmas Eve service on Saturday night with your family. Uh, It's something you'll never forget, whether it be at our church or the dozens and hundreds of churches throughout DeSoto County. Derek, I've enjoyed 2022. Wonderful job. Look forward to the changes and and the fun stuff in 2023. If you enjoy our show, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast and on Instagram at UTW Podcast and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you listen to our show, give us a five-star review. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. That thumbs up simply helps us move up when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, you'll enjoy OB Pod. Very similar show. Drops early on Monday mornings. They cover the eastern side of DeSoto County and deep dive into Lewisburg, Olive Branch, and Center Hill Athletics. OB Pod. Look them up today. Derek, safe travels for you and your family as you, as you head to Natchez. Uh, I'm going to Louisiana, so really safe travels forward. to you as y'all yeah. go down. Yeah, looking forward to a wonderful time, and, and it's Christmas time. Look, Merry <laughs> Christmas to everybody. We love all of our listeners. We appreciate you working with us and supporting us. Continue to support us in 23. Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next year under the water tower. Silent night. Oh.